Hello and welcome back to a Live Tech Sarah production. Today's episode is extra special because today is officially the 200th episode of a Live Tech Sarah production. We have done a few seasons, I guess you could say now, of doing daily episodes and we've mixed in some interviews. You guys know that those are long form. We've done daily episodes where they're anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes and it has been such a blessing and such an awesome thing to be able to come on here and share and teach and just connect with you guys. So first off, thank you for that. And second, this episode is going to be answering questions that you guys wrote in and voice noted and video recorded. So some of them are my friends that I figured they know me better than anyone, so I might as well have them ask some hard-hitting questions. And then the rest are all just sent in from Instagram polls and things of that nature. So let's get into it. And before I actually play anyone's, I already know that all of the people that are in this are going to be like, oh my God, I don't like my voice or whatever. Everybody have beautiful voices. So let's get it started with this first one. How do you not let social media get to you in terms of how you see yourself and body positivity and not conforming to societal standards? I absolutely love this question. So my absolute favorite philosophy and my favorite advice on this is you can love something about someone else without wanting it for yourself. So whether that's a physical trait, like their body, their face, something that you like about them physically, you can admire that and love that and think that that's beautiful without making yourself feel like you're less than because you don't have it. Instead of that comparison, acknowledge that beauty, admire that beauty, be appreciative of that beauty, but recognize that you have your own beauty. It's different. A hundred percent it's different. And I know that my mom growing up, she was like, if you have if you have straight hair, you're gonna always wish that you had curly hair. And if you had curly hair, you're always gonna wish that you had straight hair. Instead of wishing for something that you don't have, admire the people that have these amazing qualities, whether they're your friends or people that you see on social media or anything. Admire those things, but don't let them take away from the things that you love about yourself. Also, learn to love yourself. Learn how to passionately love the things that you bring to the table and what you are and your beauty as a whole. Okay, next question. What is your favorite pizza topping and why? And what have you done throughout COVID to make yourself a better person? Okay, so I don't actually know what my favorite pizza topping is. Um, I actually had pineapple on my pizza for the very first time. Not bad, but I don't know if it's good. I'll have to update you guys. I'm still indecisive on that one. Um, But I'm pretty simple. I like a good margarita pizza, sometimes a meat lover's pizza. Um, love a good onion and green pepper. That's probably my favorite. Never mind. That's probably my favorite. Um, and then what have I done? Well, I haven't, I haven't done it more recently, but for the majority of COVID, for the majority of this quarantine shutdown, I was learning a second language. So even though it was small little daily steps, it was still something that I am super proud of and excited to continue. And next question. How would you describe your overall experience 
creating the podcast and what has it taught you about yourself? So the experience itself has been amazing. This was something that I had kind of like as like a vision or like a intuition um, when I first moved to California and I just had this urge. I couldn't fall asleep at night because I would go through all of these different topics that I would want to talk about and what I would want to teach and what I would want to share and who I would want to have on as guests. And the experience has been amazing because I have listened to my intuition and I have practiced it time and time again. Every time that I come on here, I'm solidifying the fact that I know what's best for me. I know what is the next best step and I know what I'm good at and I know what I love. And I think the the biggest thing that it's taught me is that you show up for the days that you want to and also the days that you don't. There's days where I'm tired. There's days where I'm exhausted. There's days where I don't feel like I'm motivated. And for me, what I do is I get grounded. I create gratitude. I create energy and love. And then I deliver. So that's been incredible. I've absolutely adored that. It's taught me a lot about consistency and just showing up. And it's also taught me that it's it's some of my favorite stuff, connecting with people, talking with people, talking about things that matter. That is what lights me up. Okay, for this one, I can't tell. There, This person <laughs> sent me a few videos and said, oh, not the second one, but I think I like the second one, so I can't really tell. So I'm going to play that one now. And if she listens to this and is like, that's the wrong fucking video. I'm sorry in advance. Here we go. What advice do you have for people who are too scared to move away from their hometown? Okay, so basically asking, what's the best advice for people that want to move away from their hometown? Um, number one, recognize that you want it, that there's a part of you, there's a piece of you that wants to either whether it's like traveling or it's like moving somewhere indefinitely or just trying something out recognize that there's something on some level that deeply desires that change that deeply desires that new experience and it's our job it's our duty it's our obligation as human beings to show up for ourselves so it's like these are the things where nobody can make these decisions for you whether it's where you're moving or your career or your partner, if it's something that you have to do selfishly that fills something inside of you that deeply wants that, that deeply desires that, only you can fulfill it. So my biggest advice is do it. There's never an excuse that is a valid excuse. And I understand that there's a lot of excuses and there's a lot of reasons why not, but when you're 80 or 90 or 100 years old, you're never gonna sit there and validate all those excuses because they will just be excuses. Hopefully at that age, you can sit there and say, I'm glad that despite the odds, despite the obstacles, and despite all the excuses that I could have made, I didn't make. Okay, next question. Uh, So I wanted to ask you, what's your why? Why do you do what you do? Okay, this one's kind of easy. Um, I do what I do because I really love helping people. I really love supporting people. I really love watching people grow and helping them on their journey. With that being said, that is my why. 
I think the work within that is figuring out the vehicle or the avenue or the way in which I execute that. So as I've grown and evolved, so has the vehicle in which I pursue that why. That has also grown and evolved. And I think that might be the part that we as a collective struggle when it comes to like, what do you want to do in life and what's your purpose? Sometimes you actually do know your why. You know at your core what you're good at or what you're passionate about or what you enjoy doing the most. But the vehicle itself, the way in which you create that why, the way in which you pursue that why may be the challenge. Okay, and another one. Uh, I just wanted to know three things outside of your professional career that you love to do and how do you try to make time for those with a busy schedule? Okay, so I would say that I'm a big fan of like really like meaningful downtime. So I like to hang out with friends. I like to have great conversations. I absolutely love going on drives, whether it's alone or with friends, listening to music, love going to the beach, and just prioritizing it. I think that's the biggest thing. Because like I, I said this in one of the other episodes, it is not that we're too busy for things because quarantine has given us this weird extra time. And it's like, what have you done with that time? Did you capitalize it? Did you... Did you spend more time calling your friends or calling your family or working on yourself or working on the DIY project or organizing or whatever, the new skill, working out, whatever the case may be? And a lot of the times the answer is no. So at the end of the day, you really just have to say, is this something I'm prioritizing? It's either a yes or a no. I'm a big advocate for prioritizing any and all the things that are most important to you. Okay, here's another one. All right, Liv. I'm sure you're getting plenty of heavy shit, heavy questions. So I'll keep this one light. If you had to get a tattoo tomorrow, what are you getting and where are you putting it? Okay, I actually have no fucking idea what this answer would be. But because this person is drinking a Bud Light, maybe I would get a Bud Light can on my ankle. Classy. Always got to keep it classy. And it's so funny because that question literally weirdly flows into this question. Ev, how are you? I just got a new tattoo and it hurts. But I wanted to ask you, what do you think the quality is that makes you such a warm and inviting person? Because I noticed it right away when we first met all the way up until now. And I'm curious what you think that is that makes people feel. So I think that one got cut off for a little bit, but. I think it's just that I really do have a big heart and I really care and I'm invested in not just the people that I work with, but also the people that listen to the podcast, my friends, the people in my life, and the people that I meet because we are genuinely all way more similar than we are different. And I like to, I don't know, I just like to remind people of that. Like we all have our shit. We all have, we all have trauma. We all have obstacle. We all have things that we face, we all have insecurities, we all have dreams and hopes and things that we're we're working towards. So we're all a lot more similar than different. And I think I'm just a little connected with that. And that's what makes me have, that's what makes me warm and inviting, if I had to guess. Okay, so that's it for the video and audio recordings. 
Now I'm just going to read and summarize a couple of the written in ones. So one of them was, how do you stay patient in your progress? And there was a couple that kind of mimicked that, like, kind of like, what do I do while I'm pursuing this? Like, how am I, how do I create patience? How do I create consistency? How do, how do I kind of commit to something that isn't there, right? The process has to be something that you enjoy. So the biggest thing that I do with clients is really working on the actual goals that they have. Like, is this something that you really want? It's a hard fucking question to ask, but is this something that you really want? Is it something that in all areas, in all ways, it's something that is attractive to you? It's something that's interesting to you. It's something that's exciting for you. If you are... If you're living a life by design, whether that means you are owning your own business, becoming an entrepreneur, whether that means you're in sales, whether that means you're working up a corporate ladder, whether that means any career possible that you're trying to achieve something and you're trying to get to the next level, you're trying to be the best, you're trying, it it could be anything, right? It could be a social security worker. You're trying to be the best social security worker possible. How do you stay patient in your progress? Well, first, the goal has to be not just crystal clear in what you're trying to accomplish, but also your own individual why. Why that's important to you, and that is what drives you. That is what pushes you. That's what gets you out of bed early in the morning. That's what makes you do that extra set, that extra rep, whatever your set and rep is. You have to be committed to it, and it has, and I'm not even saying it has to be this this crazy overwhelming most passionate thing in your life but it has to be there has to be something in there that deeply drives you and if you're not so curious about what it is that drives you or how you're driven or how you're motivated do your enneagram test cuz that will tell you a lot whether you're you're going to get a number 1 through 9 and it will tell you so much about how you're motivated and if you want like a quick one sentence on it, message me what your Enneagram results are. I literally have an entire like 25 page document on it all. And there's like one liners on fears, one liners on motivations, one liners on like how they love and things like that. But I can send you that, it's incredible. Um, another question that I had was what was or what is one tangible concept or idea that has changed your life? This is a tough one. Um, Once again, my mom instilled a lot of not just morals and values, but also a lot of wisdom. And I've said that before in the podcast. I mean, I have it hanging in my room. I'm literally looking at it right now. A quote that she always said was, it's not what happens, it's how you deal with it. And that is a quote that breaks down to, it's not what's happening in your outside world. It's not the challenges you face. It's not any of those things that actually affect you. You affect you. It's not what happens. It's how you deal with it. It's the choices that you make. It's the healing that you choose to do. It's the happiness that you choose to find and create. It always comes down to the things, the tangible things that you can actually do. I got another question about relationships when 
Kind of similar to one of the episodes that I did that was like when you should walk away from any relationship when you stop feeling certain things. Um, But my biggest advice on relationships overall is just don't settle. There's no fucking point. Like if you have two friends in your life, if you have 20 friends, however, however many that you deem really close friends, if you don't settle on your friendships, why would you settle on the singular person that you're choosing to spend the rest of your life with. It's a crazy concept. Even if it's not the rest of your life, even if it's five years or five months, like don't waste your time. And also read into things. If there is a red flag, if there's multiple red flags for guys, for girls, for anyone, take that for face value. Communication should be there. Respect should be there. Love and support, just that genuineness should be there. And if it's not... Take it for what it is and walk away. There are a million people on this planet that are better fits for you. I had somebody that asked me, where did I get my scandalous bra? Jesus fucking Christ. Um, Believe it or not, I got that bra at Target. So good looks to Target. Um, Another one of the questions was, how did you discover your calling to be a life coach, to be a podcaster, to do things of that nature? And... The biggest thing there is just, like I said, finding your own personal why and then figuring out the vehicle. And I should add, figuring out the vehicle means trying a bunch of things. My, I guess my career now didn't, it didn't just come out of nowhere. There was a lot of things that I had tried and tried and failed at or just tried and and tweaked in order to get where I am now. Um, Another question that I'm getting a couple of these, and that is how to promote self-acceptance and love when we are in a time where social media and media in general is a highlight reel. It's distorting our perception of what beautiful and happy is. Once again, this is all about you. I know that there's a million people that you follow probably on Instagram and other platforms. You have friends, you have coworkers, you have a million different people in your life that you see a lot of their highlight reels. Understand that every single person faces and is probably currently facing challenges. Know that their challenges are not your challenges, their success is not your success, and what defines their happiness will not define your happiness. So, My biggest advice on this is know what genuinely makes you happy. Become super self-aware and really recognize, oh, that's something that makes so-and-so happy, but that really doesn't do much for me. And that's okay. It's like when I I talk about money on this podcast, I, I typically talk about it in that way. So it's like some people will want to buy cars. Some people will want to invest in fashion. Some people will want to buy real estate. Some people will want to go on lavish vacation. Some people will want to rent a van and just take a whole year off of work. There's no right and wrong answer. Like to, to say that there's one right way or that somebody else is doing it better than you is absolutely insane. You're on your own journey. You're on your own path. The most important thing for you is to make that journey and make that path the most authentic thing possible. So if a bougie-ass trip to Dubai or to Bora Bora is one of the things that you need to do in your life to 
check off the bucket list and something that makes you happy, then do it. If renovating a van and driving cross country for a year and just traveling and living off land or living out of your van or whatever, then do that. If creating a ton of financial wealth and using that to make change in the world, if that is what will make you happy, then do that. If becoming a part of your church or a part of your boys and girls club or teaching a sport, if that is the thing that is going to make you happy, then do that. This is where people get so fucked up in all of this. It's like life isn't, you, and you know what it is? We're conditioned from a really young age by our parents, by the people that raise us, the people that are around us to go to school, to do certain things, to want certain things, to be a certain way. And a part of growing up is finding your own identity. Finding your own identity comes from finding your likes and your dislikes and the things that you really genuinely want out of this lifetime. Because this, and this goes back to even just moving. A lot of people are, are pressured to stay in the same area from their family. If you have an itch, it's your, nobody else is going to scratch it. That's kind of how life is. You have to scratch your own itch. So whether it's moving out, whether it's starting your own business, whether it's traveling the world, whether it's moving to a different state or a different country, if it's something that you need to do, then you need to do it for you. You have to start living your life for you. These are where you make the selfish decisions in life because you're the one that has to go to sleep at night with that. You're the one that has to look in the mirror and know the decisions that you made, whether they were for you or against you, whether they're bettering you, whether they're making you more happy, whether they're creating more fulfillment and more happiness or not. And the last question that I'm going to read is, do you still record these episodes at 4 a.m.? Um, God, I really hate to say it, but sometimes yes. However, while we've been doing this quarantine, every single episode drops at 4.44 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you guys don't know, that's an angel number. It's a spiritual meaning, so you guys can look that up. But I drop them every single day at 4.44 a.m. So that means they have to be done by 1.44 a.m. on the West Coast. So... Yes, I still record them late sometimes, just depending on the day, but no, not at 4 a.m. anymore. And this is the last one that I wanted to show you guys that I just thought was hilarious because it is so fitting for the times right now. Should I ask her? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and if you guys can hear that, that's one of my best friends and her boyfriend. And he said, ask her what the fuck is going on. And my answer to that is I have no fucking clue what is going on. The world is absolutely crazy, but I do know we can always make the best of it. So that's it. Thank you guys so much for 200 episodes. You guys are incredible. This has been an absolutely amazing experience. And I seriously appreciate each and every one of you who has tuned in to any single episode during this entire journey, and if you're listening to this one, of course, thank you extra. As always, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye.